Our gospel lesson this morning seems a little out of place. Here we are in the middle of Lent, and we have a gospel that seems as if it were more appropriate for the season of Epiphany. In the story of the healing of the man born blind, we see Jesus revealed as the Son of Man. After he is delivered from his blindness, the man that Jesus heals confesses his faith and says to Jesus, Lord, I believe. That sounds like an epiphany moment, if there ever was one. But we're not in epiphany. We're in Lent. So the question we have to ask ourselves is, what does this story have to do with Lent? What does the healing of a man born blind have to say about our ongoing observance of this season of self-examination and repentance? What does a miracle story have to do with prayer, fasting, and self-denial? I think we find the answer to that question towards the end of today's gospel. Jesus says something that sounds rather cryptic, but in fact what he says is rather vital to the story. In fact, it's the whole point of the story. He says, I came into this world for judgment so that those who do not see may see and those who do see might become blind. Now that is just the kind of passage that we would rather skip over. <laughs> it sounds a little confusing. It sounds as if Jesus is trying to be a little obscure or mystical, and it certainly doesn't sound like the kind of thing that we would expect from a warm and fuzzy Messiah. I came into this world for judgment, not an exactly uplifting talking point. <laughs> in fact, it even seems ins inconsistent with things that Jesus is reported to have said elsewhere in John's gospel. In chapter three, Jesus tells Nicodemus, God did not send the son into the world to condemn the world. And in chapter eight, just one chapter earlier than today's gospel, Jesus himself, says to the scribes and the Pharisees, I judge no one. But now here we are. I came into this world for judgment. So what is going on here? We have to wrestle a bit with this, and we may find in doing so that our wrestling will bring us not only a better understanding of what's going on in today's gospel, but will also bring us to a better understanding of what this lesson has to do with Lent and therefore a better understanding of ourselves. I came into this world for judgment so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see might become blind. This is not the only time in the four Gospels that Jesus uses that kind of language. In the Gospel of Matthew, for example, he says something very similar in response to a question about his use of parables. His disciples ask him, why do you always speak to the crowds in parables? And Jesus responds, the reason I speak to them in parables is so that seeing they may not perceive, hearing they will not listen, nor do they understand. Now we have to admit that this seems to present us with a bit of a problem. Because in both cases, in John and in Matthew, it sounds like Jesus is saying that he came precisely for the purpose of confusing people. 
It almost seems as if he said what he said and did what he did so that at least some people would not understand his message and would then be subject to judgment. That sounds kind of like we're talking about a Messiah who wants to mislead people. That doesn't sound like a Messiah that we can trust, let alone a Messiah who provides us with a good moral example. That doesn't sound like a Messiah sent by a loving God. But thankfully, (laughs) it turns out that would not be an accurate way of understanding what Jesus is saying, either in John or in Matthew. That way of interpreting Jesus depends on a superficial reading of the Gospels. In order to grasp the meaning of what Jesus is saying and the meaning of this story, we have to account for the wider context of what's going on, both in John and in Matthew. We're going to stick with John. Let's go back for a minute to the beginning of this story. Jesus and his disciples are walking along. They see a man born blind. The disciples want to know what? Who is at fault that this man has been born blind? Is it his fault or is it his parents' fault? Jesus tells them it's nobody's fault. It's not a question of who is responsible for evil in the world. Instead, the question is, how is God going to be revealed here? What is God going to do in the midst of this situation, in the midst of this brokenness, in the midst of this darkness. What do you think God can do with this? In other words, while the disciples are busy fretting about who is to blame, Jesus keeps his eyes firmly fixed on his Father. He directs his disciples to turn their attention away from their preoccupation with blame and to put their attention on God and what God is about to do in the midst of this circumstance. And then he says something very significant. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And we hear that repeatedly throughout John's gospel. Jesus is the light of the world. In the very first chapter of John, we read that Jesus is the light of all people, the light that enlightens everyone, and that this light shines in the darkness and is not overcome by the darkness. Later in John's gospel, Jesus tells the crowds, I am the light of the world, and whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And now here again in this story, Jesus reminds his disciples, he is the light. He does not represent the light. He does not come with a message about the light. He is the light. Think for a moment about the way that light works. What does light do? Light penetrates darkness at such fantastic speed that it appears instantaneous. Light does not struggle against darkness, right? It's no contest. (laughs) When you walk into a room and flip the switch, there's light. It's not like walking into a cold room and turning up the thermostat and then having to wait for 10 or 20 minutes while the room heats up. Light is right now. And think, too, about what light does. Light reveals what's there. You walk into a dark room, you're not sure what's in front of you, you flip the switch, there it is. Everything is in plain sight. In the case of a man born blind, an encounter with the light of the world enables him not only to see for the first time, 
It enables him to recognize Jesus as God's anointed one. It enables him to recognize the light of the world. The man born blind is delivered of more than just his physical blindness. So that is the context within which we have to think about what Jesus means when he says, I came into this world for judgment so that those who do not see may see and those who do see might become blind. Jesus is fulfilling his role as the light of all people. His coming penetrates into the dark corners of the world and into the dark corners of our lives and our hearts and reveals what's there. The faith and the trust of the man born blind is revealed and the man is healed. And the faithlessness of the religious leaders is also revealed and they stand condemned, not because Jesus condemns them, but because they condemn themselves. When one is living in the dark, it's possible to get away with being bitter and proud and still give the impression of being quite religious. But with the coming of the light, those illusions are immediately and unquestionably revealed for what they are. People are revealed for who they are. So let's think back to the question that we asked at the very beginning. What does this story have to do with Lent? We are in a season in which we are called to open up the dark corners of our lives and the dark corners of our hearts to God. It is time to throw open the shutters that we usually hide behind and allow the light of Christ to show us what may be lurking in the shadows. That's what self-examination and repentance are all about. This is why we are called to prayer and to fasting and to self-denial. And when we answer the call to the observance of a Holy Lent, we are likely to learn some things about ourselves that we would rather not know. If we are at all serious about allowing the light of Christ into our lives, we will quickly find out just how many dark and dingy corners we have. And we fear this because we think the same way the disciples thought. When we see a problem, we immediately want to fix blame or we're worried someone will try to blame us. So we hurry to say, well, I'm not responsible for that. Someone else did that. Someone else is to blame. And I'm not responsible for that either because I didn't really have a choice. Like the disciples, we consistently want to play the blame game anytime we recognize darkness in our lives. But no matter how well we play that game, we know that at least for some things, the buck is going to stop with us. And so we are afraid. But Jesus comes as the light of the world, not to condemn us, but to heal us. Jesus is not interested in blame. Jesus is interested in seeing what God is about to do. Our darkness is revealed for us and to us for what it is not for the purpose of making us feel bad about ourselves, but so that God's work might be revealed in us. It's only when we respond with faithlessness and with fear 
that we experience the light of Christ as judgment. When we refuse to open ourselves to the light, when we try to fix the responsibility for our darkness on someone else, then we are in trouble. Then we will end up acting the same way as the Pharisees in today's gospel, and we will end up not even being able to recognize our own blindness. Surely, we are not blind, are we? That is the question of a supremely self-righteous individual. Surely, I'm not a bad person, am I? Surely, I am not the one who needs to repent, do I? Surely not, Lord. I am not to blame for anything. Watch out <laughs> if you find yourself starting to think in those terms. The Pharisees said to him, surely we are not blind, are we? Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would not have sin. But now that you say, we see, your sin remains. We all have a tendency to minimize our darkness and to minimize our brokenness. We all have a tendency to want to fix the blame somewhere. Jesus knows this. And on one occasion, he used a passage from the book of the prophet Isaiah to make this point about those who heard his teaching but refused to believe in him. He said, with you indeed is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah that says, you will indeed listen, but you will never understand. You will indeed look, but you will never perceive. Because your heart has grown dull and your ears are now hard of hearing and you have shut your eyes. So you do not look with your eyes and listen with your ears and understand with your heart and turn so that I might heal you. Lent is a season of turning. And because it is a season of turning, it is a season of healing. Let us pray for the grace to open our eyes and our lives to the light of Christ and thereby be delivered from our darkness. Let us look with our eyes and listen with our ears and understand with our hearts and respond in faith. For when we do, we will find that the sun of righteousness will rise upon us with healing on its wings and our lives will shine with the light that is the light of the world. Amen.